Yeah, so our next guest, any other person I would introduce this way, it would be an insult, but your videos put me right to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> That's a really big compliment. <laughs> yeah, your YouTube videos are amazing. Um, so I, YouTube recommended me a video and I clicked on it being like, oh, I'll probably watch this for 30 seconds. And it was like 40 minutes later, I slept like a baby that night. And the next day I hit up Jamie and I'm like, you have to watch this girl's videos on YouTube. They're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. He, he, he sent me the video and he was like, I just know you and know that this is your dream. <laughs> like your dream is to have somebody just like rub your head and your neck like that, which it is. I used to say, I wish there was a spa where I could spend instead of $200 in a massage, like just $200 for somebody to play with my hair. There, for. there kind of is now. Really? In LA. I think it's called Face Gym. And they have that service? It's not just like your head but they do kind of touch your hair. And I think it's like a little bit influenced by ASMR. Yeah. Um, it's not like 100% like the full treatment you're talking about. Yeah. But it's comparable. So oh, highly recommend it when it's safe. Yes, exactly. Yes, thanks for coming on. This is Julia. Yeah. And on Hi, YouTube, it's, it's Blitz. It's right? Blitz, yes. Yeah, three Zs. Three and Zs. Then, uh, yeah, so, so how do you describe when people ask you like what you do on YouTube? How do you describe it? I try to avoid the question, honestly. Perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like when I meet people, if I say like I'm on YouTube, they usually for some reason think I work for YouTube, like on the back end, like right. doing right. production or something. And I have to be like, no, I have a YouTube channel. And then I usually just say I do a variety of content because it is very mixed. So I do have like the ASMR content, which is obviously a big part of my channel and something I feel really passionate about. But I also make like a lot of other videos on like lifestyle and random hobbies that I pick up and it's just so mixed so it's hard to kind of put it into one category sure. but as far as ASMR goes I, I usually just describe them as relaxing relaxing videos meditative videos uh, for sleep for stress for anxiety how did you get into that um, I mean I feel like ASMR has been around for a really long time even before it was you know pop popular on YouTube mm -hmm. uh, like I remember being a kid and having like my friends play with my hair and being just like this is the best thing ever yes or having my mom like touch my face before sleep and that was like my first kind of experience with ASMR um, and then I found out it was actually like a thing maybe like 10 years ago uh, there's a couple YouTubers that I've been heavily influenced by one would be Maria Gentle Whispering I don't know if you guys have heard of her mm -hmm. no she's amazing um, just like very gentle Russian woman. And, and she has like everything that she does, like totally embodies ASMR in, in the way that I feel it the, yeah. be the best. Um, so I feel like watching her videos and then kind of uh, catching on to the idea. I felt like there was like just kind of a segment of the community that was missing, which was just like this massage concept and kind of like gentle touch to relax someone. Mm -hmm. So then I started to make my own videos. But I've been on YouTube for 11 years. For 11 years? Yeah, but not doing ASMR, right. like other stuff. So. How did, so what was your first content? Um, my original content was like cutting up t-shirts on my bedroom floor <laughs> and like tying them back together. And I mean, I kind of like amassed a small audience doing that, but I try not to watch those videos. <laughs> See, I feel like there's a very like, because I had heard of ASMR before and when I watched it, I got the vibe. It was very like, these girls are doing it because they know it gets like views and like can make money. Where when I was watching yours, I was like, you seem really into it. Like, yeah. I believed everything you were doing mm -hmm. that you wanted to do. It. We're like, I remember seeing some girls on like Twitch and I was like, this girl is just like, she's clocking. It feels like she's like clocking in and she's like, okay, I'm at work. Like, yeah, and like touching things and this where what you were doing was just so like, I, it, like, like I said, yeah, I was watching it for 30 seconds and it was like 40 minutes later. I was like, really? I was yeah. like, I just watched a video for 40 minutes of you just like giving someone a head massage. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a component of like being genuine that for me is really important for ASMR. So conveying that genuine feeling like you're describing uh, is, I think, what helps you experience the ASMR because if something is disingenuous or it's sexualized or it's like produced strictly to get views then you lose that like I don't know just basic authenticity yeah, yeah authenticity and like the basic connectivity of like human touch yeah so I try to really just stick to that and it I, comes I, through I, thanks mm -hmm. yeah I mean totally. yeah, I only film when I feel like 
I want to. It's not like I'm just churning out content all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I get crap for that, too, because people are like, put out more videos now. Yeah. Like, I need to sleep. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, there's so much pressure. But I think I try to film, like, when I really feel like filming. Yeah. So. Right. Do you have a, lo- a long line of friends that are, like, me next? Um... I have a lot of people that have volunteered. Yeah. It's been like a little bit different since COVID, obviously. Sure. But in the beginning, it was like mostly with friends. Yeah. And I think like some people, even people who didn't know what ASMR was, just like, I guess I had that like trust component. So they were like, sure, let's do it, which was really cool. Yeah. But now that more people are kind of like familiar with it, it's easier for people to volunteer. I, I really enjoy working with people that I've never met, actually, because I think there's such a big like you obviously have to trust someone to like close your eyes and be like fully immersed in that situation and it's it's like you're really vulnerable you know Mm -hmm. so when you're with someone you don't know I think it it can it can be just like a really intimate moment with a stranger that's that's kind of cool so So. cool and I think that being vulnerable is really difficult for most people and so it's like it's a real gift that you give them on top of feeling great thanks yeah thanks guys. and then when you do your other videos and it's like you come across as so like you come across as the opposite of what like instagram is you know really? like it's where you're like yeah i got off instagram like five years ago because i was like man this is so like i i'm starting to not like my friends because they're putting yeah. this front mm-hmm. on of like this is who i am and especially not to like you know but like a lot of girls don't want to do what you do which is like yeah, today I'm fucking depressed. I don't want to leave my house. Like, yeah. this is me. And you're like, yeah, like, I can relate to that where it's like girls who are like, oh, I just want to go on adventures. And I'm so, like, up all the time. And I'm like, I, I see that. And I'm, I just, it, inside, I'm like, ugh. Like, th- it's, it does the opposite to me of when people are being genuine. You yeah. know, where it's you're like just curated. Like, Very yeah. curated. Highlight reel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, you can't connect to that, like you're saying. So I think when you're talking about you only make videos when you feel inspired to, and this is coming from like a very authentic place for you and a passion, I, I think that that's kind of cutting through. It, it feels like at least for me, and maybe that's just because in my own world, but I feel like in Instagram, I think people are, are looking for the real stuff more and less the you know curated like pretty highlight reel of somebody's life with a filter on it because it's not as appealing anymore yeah i think especially after this year yeah i think there's just like different type of influencers or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it content creators is mm-hmm. my preferred term yeah <laughs> but i think like there is definitely a market for that curated you know part of social media and there always will be but it's definitely less relatable like you said and i think like it's just too perfect a lot of times mm-hmm. so i mean it's also a bit harmful i think because people see these like perfect lives which is obviously so unattainable for anyone yeah yes. so when you're seeing just like a more real glimpse into someone's life it just then feels like you can connect more to that person well, I think in a showing that you can be all things. I mean, you can yeah. have a lot of different interests and then if nothing's labeled good or bad, you yeah. know, I mean, I think a lot of people have, a, you know, ex- unexplored interests and passions about themselves because they feel like they have to fit a certain mold. And I feel like you're somebody that's just a lot of, a lot of, like you said, a lot of different content and you have a lot of different parts of yourself that it's, that's inspiring because it, it allows somebody else to feel like they can honor all those parts of themselves too. Thanks. It's important. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, just, we're just we're building you up to tear you down. I mean, I feel like uh, thank you. I it's like really actually quite hard to accept compliments sometimes because I mean it's really nice and like I love hearing kind things that people have to say, but in a way it kind of makes you feel like imp- that imposter syndrome feeling because yeah. when people are just like hyping you up and I mean no offense to no, you guys, not, it's totally all. great, but it's like I don't know. Then you feel like this pressure to have this expectation. So when I meet people in real life, like on the street or something, yeah. I have to be like, whatever you think that I am, I'm like way less cool than you think I am. Well, we all feel <laughs> that way. I, of you course. know, yeah, I'm like not I don't know. I'm just like super normal. I'm not really a social media person. And if like somebody was like, I'm taking social media away from you tomorrow, I would be fine. Yeah. Even from a career point, like standpoint, I would figure it out and I would do something else. You know, I w- I'm sure I would still pursue everything that I'm passionate about I would still be like doing ASMR on my friends mm-hmm. behind the scenes yeah. but it would I would be fine without it yeah so. wow so just in case there's someone out there who doesn't know what ASMR is at all 
what is that? The technical definition is autonomous sensory meridian response. And to be honest, I don't exactly even know what that means. I assume it's like some kind of like brain sensation. Yeah. The way I would describe it, like the actual feeling that I get when I watch ASMR and I'm triggered in that relaxing way, it's like a tingly sensation kind of. But I think it is different for everyone. For me, it's like this like just like a wave of, I don't know, like I'm not thinking about anything else in my life that's stressful. I can really just kind of let go of my racing thoughts and it's a very present yeah and it's like honestly what i would like like when people talk about hypnosis to me that's like hypnosis i mean we were texting about it the other day yeah because it's like you're not under like someone's spell you're just like really so actually focused and present in that moment that you're really paying attention that to every every single word that person says yes and you're and you're you know you feel safe and you feel comfortable so yeah and then even like you do this thing with your hands too where you're just like (laughs) i don't even but not even not that thing like when somebody's head is there and you just like wave your hands around them and some like you were doing i was watching a video because you have a bunch of videos where you do a ton of other stuff and there's one where you were like oh i'm uh I'm going to make like pie crust and you put like flour on the, on the board. And even the way you like rubbed it, I was like, yeah, she's just like, it's such a relaxing vibe. Like your whole channel compared to, you know, uh, any, there's not a lot of like people who are like, man, I watched the show. It was so relaxing. Like, you know, yeah. like, oh, there was this kind con- like, I kind of felt that way about the OA. Like we loved the OA. Yeah. And where it was like, you ever see the OA? Mm-hmm. I saw the first season. Yeah. Then I yeah. got a little bit confused. Yeah, right. the second season was a little confusing. Yeah, but it was like that where I was like, oh, wow, I don't feel like I just put junk in my brain. Mm-hmm. After, you know, even like it's just watching somebody. Well, it felt like a- it was awakening other parts of you or like, or you know, like igniting other thoughts and like synapses of just of possibilities in life. Like that's that's the cool shit to watch. Yeah, it's like normally content is like, all right, I have two hours to kill before I go to bed. And yeah. you like. You go into it feeling the same way you do coming out of it. Yeah. You know, when you're taking in content. And when you do videos, it's like, it's chill. And, but you t- you're you just like, you're so honest. Like, your interests, you go from like the head massage, which is Jamie and I are like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And then you did a thing where you were hanging from your skin with like meat hooks. Oh, yeah, I did do that. And I was like, it's so crazy because that's what I love about when you get to know a character on a show, you're like, oh, this person, somebody wrote this, so it doesn't matter. Where with you, it's like, it's crazy how you could so love something somebody does and that you're like, this is the thing I want on my list to never do in my whole life. Like, I'm like, oh my God, if that, I guess has to be on the top 10 list of things where <laughs> I'd be like. that like? Yeah, For the I record, I, I would never do that again. Suspension. Really? I wouldn't. I had, I had been curious about it for like my whole life for some reason. And I watched this like Vice documentary a couple years ago about this guy who was doing it for the first time and he actually did it by his knees which is a really sensitive area but for some reason it was like so beautifully filmed and I also have friends that have done it like professionally and it was just something I was like they're hired to yeah like and in situations that I would never want to do it in like it shows or because I think like Jane's Addiction used to have the band used to have like live suspension performances got it um and I, I would never feel comfortable doing it in that scenario. Yeah. But I was just really curious. But I would never, ever do it again. But I, I don't really regret it. very painful? So, essentially, <laughs> it's like your back is pierced. And it is painful. But, like, you start producing, like, those stress yeah. hormones or, or, you know, adrenaline. Yeah. Um, what is the other one? Like, uh... I can't think of it. Cortisol. Cortisol. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why she's here. Yeah, Way to go, Gabby. <laughs> so you f- like it hurts, but like actually, once that kicks in, you don't feel anything. Yeah. But the come down from adrenaline, I actually hate. So it's like it makes you feel sick. It makes you f- like the aftermath. You know yes. what I mean? It's so, depressing. Yeah, it's really weird. So I think like while I was in the moment, I was like, this is so surreal. But then afterwards, I had a really hard time. Mm. Like, I came home and I was like, just my body, I couldn't, like, relax, oh, you know? Oh, I feel that, yeah. And the weird thing is, like, when you get those hooks in you, um, it's kind of like a stab wound, essentially, because it's deep. So you get these air bubbles in your under your skin, and oh. it's called uh, subcutaneous uh, emphysema. And it, like... You can it feels like rice krispies on your under your skin for like five days and that really freaked me freaked me out 
but then your body like absorbs it and I think like what I learned out of that was just like how resilient our bodies are mm-hmm. but also that I want to treat my body like so well and not put it under that stress unnecessary stress although I do a lot of like other activities that are like high adrenaline like dirt bikes and horseback riding and you stuff do? like that yeah oh cool but, but that not, is extreme yeah you know? right how long were you hanging for uh I want to say only a couple minutes I mean you can actually like die from suspension trauma if you're like hanging for too long because like the, the way your blood flows oh, um wow. but obviously when you're doing it in a controlled environment yes. someone is overseeing it so I, was, I think I was only in the air for like maybe three minutes wow. and and that didn't hurt at all somehow so wow our bodies yeah. man yeah well hold on for one minute because leaving you guys in a cliffhanger to talk more about this but we're just going to quickly thank our sponsor braddock usa they're the place to find affordable reusable masks um daily face covers and scarves they are the most comfortable breathable and affordable face masks on the market they are made right here in the us of a in los angeles um they are born out of a necessity of the factory is fully stocked they do all of it under one roof to make sure that you are safe they have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee they're made from premium upside cycled t-shirt and jersey material super soft eco-friendly so now when you go check out at their website braddockusa.com you'll see they already have great prices but for a limited time they're offering an additional 20 percent off with promo code pj pants and look at this cute little seasonal print here again that's 20 percent off your entire order with promo code pj pants at braddockusa.com braddockusa.com with promo code pj pants thank you thanks braddock we love you um so another thing that I related to big time on was your, like you talk about insomnia or, or how do you want to like, I can't, yeah, it's problem sleeping. Problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause uh, you were talking about how you were in nightlife and I feel like going out seven nights a week when I used to for so long, it, my circadian rhythm is just though. Like I could get on a good schedule where I'm waking up at 7am, 8am, 9am. And then in one day it's like all of a sudden yeah. I'm waking up again at, noon what like my body people say like your body's natural thing no way like my body's natural thing is to go to bed at 4 a.m yeah i think mine is too but i i wonder if it's also just a product from like those habits for so long like i mean working in nightlife like having that schedule out of necessity and then you're just used to it yeah but i I feel the same way like i actually prefer mornings like i love waking up early and like it's peaceful and quiet Mm -hmm. but i often will cycle into like going to bed at 4 or 5 a.m and just like tweaking out at night like you know doing whatever there is something weird though that happens when you like are up in those hours i find like there's a very different type of creativity that that sneaks in in those hours that's not really accessible any other time of day yeah because you feel like kind of like i don't know like less of the world is awake yes and you're kind of like on your own in your own zone and then if it's like once you get to noon, you've accomplished like all of your goals. Mm, so, yeah. you know, that feels yeah. nice. I mean, I've recently started volunteering really early in the morning. Um, I have been riding horses like since p- the pandemic, I've gotten back into it. But I've started volunteering with this 82 year old woman who trains horses. And I go there, I, get, I wake up at 7 a.m., I get there at 8, I volunteer for like four hours. And it p- has been putting me on a better schedule because I am like, you know, really on I have a commitment or something yes yes yeah there I mean I think that there is there's something that it does for you I know I get into depression when I don't have anywhere to go for too long and I think when just having things to you know get up and go to and get up get up for um it does it does something for your mental state totally yeah yeah I used to be the opposite where it was like if I had something to do I would think about it for weeks because my yeah. I, my life was such a mess I was always partying always drinking that somebody would be like hey can you you know like don't forget my wedding it's June whatever and I'd be for months I'd be like oh my god what if like what if I don't make this way I have to and it was before I had like the iPhone with the calendar and yeah. this and it was just constantly like wow. okay don't forget that wedding don't forget that way or even like you know stuff sometimes with Sopranos and it was like oh two yeah. weeks like somebody be like, hey, two weeks from now you got to do this, and it would just be. I was like, I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal with this. You, know? you don't like, have a sense of time. <laughs> no, it would just crush me. <laughs> you needed me. a calendar. I know yeah. what to get you for Christmas now. I'd be so happy when it was just yeah. everything was wide open. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it is hard. I I know what you mean. Even not even like I have never 
been a huge party person. I think by default from working in that atmosphere, I'm so turned off by wanting to go there in my free time. Yeah. So it's very irregular for me to want to go like to a nightclub or something. But I know what you mean. If something's like far in advance, I, I get really stressed about it too. I mean, yeah. you guys luckily hit me up like a week ago. So I was like, all right, I only have a week to freak out about this. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with drink, well, I feel like. I want to say I've never DM'd anyone in my life. Like, I've in my life. You're my first. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. I told him it was so weird because my boyfriend is obsessed with Sopranos. Like, number one fan. He's seen it so many times. I've seen like a lot of episodes yeah. sporadically or whatever, but I recently started watching it like a couple of weeks ago and then you dm me and i was like telling him i was like did i do this yes you did the tv you did yeah that's i mean i'm a don't, don't get me started i told i was like jamie's gonna love started. this the manifestation yeah it's just yeah where you put your thoughts and energy it just all it's not a coincidence anyway i digress go for exciting. it jamie you love oh this is jamie's yeah. well i just feel like there's just been too much evidence of it in my life um that it's just it's just the realest thing that I know. That's what we talked about it. I mean, I am on the opposite side where I don't really believe in manifestation as it's discussed. Right. But I believe that you can do what you put your mind to, which I guess is also kind of manifestation. Sure. I think we're co-creators. I don't think you can just sit and think of something. Yeah. But I think that there's I think energy is real and I think we are all some form of energy and I think that um, putting a focus and a feeling behind that focus and so when you're doing the work I think you're putting emotions totally. and feelings behind it so yeah that is definitely manifesting but I yeah. think that there's also other forms of like me you know you coming into our universe while you're watching us and all of that where it's yeah. just you know you're you're enjoying someone, something, something about someone, thinking about it, putting the emotions behind it, because I think the emotions are the magnets. Yeah, it is It is a weird coincidence. Yes, yeah. it is, it's super sure. weird. It's, it's even since you've told me, because, you know, like 10 years ago, if I was listening to this somewhere, I'd be like, oh these God. fucking quacks, like, you know, I, whatever. You, the fact that I could talk about this stuff with you now is the best. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, But now I you're do. a believer. He is. Yeah, well, it's like, I, you know, when you're when you're clouding your mind with, like, drugs and alcohol and this and you just feel like I've talked about it before on here but I feel like you know the way I was raised and my family was very like listen there's a lucky people and then there's a, you know like yeah. it's like you're you'll get your grandpa's job if, if you're lucky if you don't fuck up and that's kind of it and then you know you hear people like um Kevin Durant when he's like I want to thank my my mom like she said like you could do anything I'm like what like you could do anything. Like, who was saying that when I was a kid? You know, like, just growing up in New York City, it's a very, like, I don't know. There's just a different vibe of, like, you know, put your nose down, work, like, don't mm -hmm. fuck up too bad, and, and that's it. And, like, hopefully yeah. you meet a girl and you have a kid and just this, and then it's like, I don't know. I mean, I know what you mean because I – did you ever live in New York? Yeah, I'm from New York, too. Oh, you're from yeah. New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, you guys actually both have kind of an accent. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I lived in New York for – five and a half years um originally from baltimore and i feel like the vibe in new york is very much like a survival vibe yes like everyone there does what they need to do to survive mm -hmm. and la is somehow the op like the opposite feeling i yeah. mean people are obviously struggling here and and surviving but like just the flow of the city is completely different yes. it's more laid back and in new york it's like fast paced like any opportunity we're taking it and things like that and here it's just like oh it's it's all good somehow it's gonna work out it was very it was very jarring to me when I first moved yeah. here I was I felt like I didn't know what day of the week it was anymore it was very alarming like I was like oh this is so I'd visited LA but I never lived here yeah and it was really um alarming and I didn't know if I was gonna be able to get used to it and then I went back to New York maybe about five or six months later I still had my apartment. I hadn't sold it yet. And I, everything about New York was freaking me out. I was like, it's so loud. It's so dirty. It's so small. Like my cart at the grocery store is so tiny. What's happening? And it was, it, I had never noticed it before. Yeah. Because I would just grew up there. Yeah. L.A. is very dirty, too, though. L.A. is dirty, too. But I know what you mean. Yeah. It is totally different. Yes. So different. It is. It is. I mean, even now, being, I've been in L.A. for a little over five years. I still don't know how to get anywhere. I can go back to New York, <laughs> hop on a train, and get 
wherever really? I need to go. Here it's yeah. like just spread out. Yes. I don't know. It's different. But yeah. I, I think LA like is dirty, but you can avoid that if you wanted to. Like if you were like, I, I feel like you were in New York, it's like, there's n- there's no option of like you because you're constantly in elevators and your tr- public transportation and this where here it's kind of like people do a lot of shit like in their car and and also like in New York there's just like if you're a daydreamer in New York you're just not you're just gonna get crushed yeah. like you know it's like well you sorry. are out in the elements like you I mean most people there also take public transportation and that's kind of just typical here you kind of have more options so you're right like if it snows in new york like i think it's snowing now yeah you're in it yeah like, you're going to work you're walking through that dirty snow and you're getting to where you need to go mm-hmm. here it's like it's rain you know it's drizzling right now everyone's inside yeah like we're right. not going outside oh my god i remember thinking when people were like i when i first moved here and i had some friends and it rained you know maybe three months or four months after the first time after i moved here my friends texted me like drive safe today i was yeah. like it's raining <laughs> what it, it's, it's also the exact thing we're talking about which is like if you're if you're right now in New York and you're like getting ready, putting on your gloves, putting on everything, you're, you're walking around yeah. the slush, like you almost fall, that you're stepping in puddles, and then like you get to where you're going, and someone's like, "Hey, you know, whatever you manifest, it'll <laughs> oh. it, it can just because you're like shut the fuck." For yeah, sure. we're here when you're like, if someone's like, "Hey, you want to go have lunch by the beach and like take a walk," and then you're like, you're just looking up around, like, "Hey, you know, uh, it's much you easier just, to be I, mindful." Yeah, totally. Yeah, yes. you can put That's anything, very true. anything you put your mind to. <laughs> it is very true. What did uh? So and also you're into like minimalism, right? I would say that I don't fall into any one category for anything, but I tend to, I think less is more in general. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not like a huge consumer as far as like shopping and purchasing tons of things. I, I wear the same outfit in like all of my videos, which is inherently how <laughs> I am and how I feel comfortable. I'm like, this is a safe outfit. I'm yes. just going to wear it. So people are like, did you film this the same day? It's like, yeah. no, this is five different days, five different videos, yeah. same outfit. Yeah. But I think like I just I just try to be really mindful of what I am purchasing and my footprint and everything like that. But keeping in mind that no one is perfect. No one is 100% a minimalist. And again, just like back to the curated Instagram content, like really trying to focus on what's attainable and, and portray mm-hmm. that message to my audience so people know that being just 100% of one thing is not always real. Yes. You know? Well, because then it makes people feel pressure and that yeah. they're a failure and they can't, you know, su- yeah. you know, possess that. Totally. Also with like the zero waste movement, I think my views on that have changed a lot because I do videos on kind of lowering waste, but I would never say that I'm zero waste. And I think that just concept alone is totally uh, not real. Yeah. Um, it's not possible to not create waste with the way our society is set up, with the way that our economy is set up, everything. And and even like with just all the new companies that are catering to being green and being environmentally friendly, um, I think like a lot of times you can use things that you already have. You don't have to go out and buy something new to fulfill that purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. And it might look nicer, like, but you can just use an old jar and like a lid from a mayonnaise container for yeah. water. You know what I mean? Yes. Whatever yeah. it works. So yes, things like that I think are important to talk about. Yeah. I've, you know, like I, I think it's all about like taking in information and like plucking the things out that you're like, oh, okay. Or just even like, you know, becoming aware of things that you weren't aware of before. Mm-hmm. Like with my family, like I've tried to be like, hey, watch this documentary on, uh, food like I think it, I think you would like to see because it opened my eyes about a lot of stuff and they'll see that the in like the description it's like you know this slash this slash vegan and they're like no I, I like meat yeah and I'm like no 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 just just I, I'm, I'm eating meat right now like it's okay yeah. just watch it and just take in there, there might be in this two-hour thing there might be little things that you could just take out of it mm-hmm. that'll just when you become aware of like oh I'm just gonna make this choice instead of mm-hmm. yeah and also like if you're trying to educate someone, I think the worst thing you can do is tell that person what they're doing is wrong. Right. You should always lead with like, we're all different. We're all, we all have different lifestyles and there's just no one right way to do anything. Nothing is black and or white, you know? So I think focusing on education, like you were saying, and like absorbing information versus being like, this is the way to live mm-hmm. is actually the better way to get the message across you yes. don't you know necessarily have to be 100% vegan and to be honest anyone who says they are 100% vegan in some way is not yeah like 
whether they know it or not. Right. You know what I mean? And it's fine if you identify as being vegan or you align with that. I'm no shade to anyone who's doing that, but there's just, you know, it's, there's, there's, I think the extremists, you know, or the people that are, you know, on their platform as, as the extreme is, is when it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. Totally. Well, I think it's a lot of, unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is like that beginning, like high that you might ride, you know, yes. or like, like when I first, yes, when I first got sober, I was never the guy who was like, hey, stop drinking and stop this. But when I would see people with cigarettes, I'd be like, dude, you just had a cigarette, you know, like I, I became that guy and I'm like, <laughs> you don't need that. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I just, uh, cigarettes for me became a real like, because as soon as I stopped smoking cigarettes, I was like, I'm done. Like it was like, I, I, it was like, you know, however many years ago, five or six years ago. And then I would see people like, not that smoking a cigarette is like, hey, you shouldn't do that. When I would see somebody like smoke a cigarette and then be like, hey, we got five minutes before we go in. They'd be like, eh, I'll just smoke. I'm like, just, just eliminate those. Yes. Like, and it would be such a, yeah. such a big difference, you know? But yeah. it, like viewing that as an outsider, it's like, that was a personal trigger for you, yeah. which is fine because it's based on your own individual set of experiences, you know? And I think if somebody who's like an extreme vegan sees somebody eating meat instead of trying to understand it's just immediately triggering for them Mm -hmm. so i think trying to develop a full understanding of everyone's everyone's life and the vast variety of lifestyles is is how to i don't know coexist yes exactly exactly because with the minimalist stuff i well i was the type of person who like still had tests from the second grade for some reason in like a bin somewhere like i had everything i had boxes everywhere more so because i just never wanted to like go through stuff and throw it out and then there was a netflix documentary that i watched like on minimalism was it minimalist minimalist i think is it by matt um what is his last name he has a youtube channel sorry continue oh really yeah he's yeah and i watched it and i was like oh my god i was like of course like this all makes so much sense Mm -hmm. and i when full like I got my whole life down to like two bags yeah like I was like I just don't yeah why do I have that thing that's like I'd be like oh no I remember I had like f- back from when I was like 200 pounds I had like collared like suit shirts that were like down to my knees when like the style was like you wear everything yes. big and this and I would have them in my closet and I, I would move and like keep them I'd be like what the fuck am I do like this just clutter and I got rid of everything and like you said it's like when I come here, the choice of like, what am I going to wear? It's like, I know. Like, I, yeah. th- yes. there's not this thing of like, man, what am I going to put together today? It's like, yeah. I got four things, you know, yeah. I got five things I wear. And then I was a big sneaker guy and I'd be like, but I have all these sneakers and I wear one pair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all the time. I'd be like, why mm-hmm. do I do this? So I just yeah. took them to like UPS and they put them on eBay. I was yeah. like, yeah. boom. I mean, like, I would wear those oversized collared shirts. So if you're trying <laughs> right. to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn, you're like, I would you're wear like those. 10 years too late. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I agree. I think. I mean, what Steve Jobs knew what was up, you know, with the yes. black turtleneck and the, yes. the outfit. I like that. And sometimes I feel when I meet people, that's how they recognize me. They're like, I didn't know if it was you, but you were wearing that, that same outfit. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I like that. So do you think about like, is this what you want to be doing in like 10 years, like the same stuff you're doing now? Or what do you want to what do you have ideas for like what you want to do next? Mm-hmm. And I've recently decided to write a screenplay. <gasps> Amazing. So I'm really excited about that. I'm working on that in in my spare time. But I don't really know. Like, I don't have an idea. When I started doing YouTube full time, it was kind of by accident. I was bartending previously and just working in totally different segments of nightlife. But I was bartending in West Hollywood at this bar. And I got in a fight with one of the managers. And it, it was honestly my fault. And I was totally out of line. I just... I don't know. My mouth sometimes cannot control what I say. Uh, And I ended up quitting and I felt so stressed out about it. Even though I knew it was for the best, I was just suddenly like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I have enough money to pay rent for a month and a half. I have to figure it out. And in the meantime, I had been posting on YouTube and kind of resurrecting my channel, but I didn't think it could possibly become a job. Mm -hmm. And as I manifested, or I don't know, I mean, I don't, necessarily think that's what happened but it did really weirdly fall into place after I left my job I was like all right I'm going to give myself a month to kind of work on videos and if it works out great if not I'm just going to get another job bartending and somehow in like a month and a half I had I had doubled my revenue and it wasn't like enough to survive but it was enough to get by for like one more month yeah so then I was like okay just like keep going and it within a couple of months it was suddenly a career wow so it was really exciting and and 
and cool, especially having been on YouTube for 11 plus years and seen how it's grown as a platform in general and changed so much. But I don't know, there's so many things I could see myself doing and there's so many things I feel passionate about. I don't know. I'm right now. How exciting. Yeah, it's it's cool because I feel like I have a lot of opportunities and, and a lot of interests, but I don't know. I think I'll do YouTube until it feels wrong but mm -hmm. if I'm 80 years old still making videos and it's working out then cool <laughs> yeah, I would love to see like the number of videos under your channel at that point five million yeah, yeah. exactly well one of the things I was going to ask you is if you ever thought about like directing or being a director because I feel like you have that even sometimes uh yeah and obviously if you don't want to talk about this we don't have to but you talked about you were describing like um when like your earliest memory of like wanting to be an exotic dancer and you were like I remember like these rows of strip clubs in this alley and the, and the way you were describing it I was like man that's like it cinematic. was super yeah it was super cinematic and I was like oh and then I was looking at like your shots and what you do and have you ever done like film school or thought about it or it was when I moved to LA I wanted to go to film school and I was in uh coming from New York I had also been bartending and when I moved out here I knew a couple people who worked in I don't know film cinematography and whatnot and there was like an opportunity potentially to like intern but I I mean I was I think I was 26 or 27 when I moved out here and I had already interned in New York so many times I was like not really trying to do another internship yeah um, especially like an unpaid one and so I just went back into bartending but I always thought about it I think I would I would love to direct something but I don't I don't have the skill set right now. Like, I, I don't think I could just do it. Well, you're doing it. I guess with my own yeah. videos. For yeah. sure. That's exactly, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, I have in my mind, I have, like I was saying, back to the screenplay, this, what I think is an amazing idea that could be an amazing movie. And there's nothing like it. And it kind of mimics my life in a really weird way. But I would love to write this screenplay, pitch it, and co-direct maybe mm -hmm. like have somebody with more yes. experience direct but also have a say in how things are Put your i've already cast it in my mind it's, too. Already, <laughs> it's, coming. it's coming at you it's coming yeah i love uh i love that your boyfriend hates the camera yeah he's not a fan i love that he he really doesn't like it i think when i first started making youtube videos too or when i first started making lifestyle videos again after years of a hiatus I had this vision of like being every other YouTube couple where I was like okay guys today I'm with my boyfriend we're gonna do this and he was like absolutely not and I was like this is this is potentially my job and you're fucking it up like he was like that's just not me and yeah. I quickly was like you're totally right and it's unfair for me to assume that you would be comfortable doing that he does make a cameo in my videos as I'm sure you've seen sometimes but it's really only when he wants to um and sometimes <laughs> if I have a deadline or something and he knows I'm really struggling he'll be like hey let's shoot this which is really cool but That's sometimes nice. when it comes to the day of he's like do I have to be in it and I'm like yes now you're committed yes. you cannot pull back yeah. Um, but yeah, he's not a fan and, and I understand why. But he sounds so. supportive. He's super supportive. That's great. And yeah, couldn't Supported. ask for anything more than that. Yes, exactly. But what, what do you think it is of like, because I feel the same way. Like I hate when I'm somewhere having a good time and somebody takes out a camera, it ruins everything for me. But it's like yeah. people who would be from the outside and be like, you're supposed to be in the entertainment industry. Like even your, your boyfriend's a musician. It's like, what? Isn't it weird that like we hate sometimes the camera more than people who like don't even want to be in entertainment so like we're drawn to that thing but we hate it at the well, same time you're yeah but i think it's like you you're not drawn to it when it's not like authentic or where when it feels kind of forced or 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 fake or well, staged i think you that's when you have a real aversion to it i mean it is annoying if people pull out a camera constantly i think you have yeah. to do it like I have friends even who do social media and everything is filmed. And I am not like that at all. But I think like A, having consent is really important, right? So if you're doing a movie, obviously there's mutual consent to film and you know what you're going into. Mm -hmm. So I try to, even with like ASMR, like consent is super important to me for filming and everything else. If I'm filming an ASMR video, I always tell the person like, if there's anything we film that you aren't comfortable with, we don't have to use it. And at the end of the day, if you don't, feel comfortable after we film this we don't have to put this video up it's not like about just the video it's about 
feeling comfortable. That's so nice. And I also don't film like I am not that person walking down Hollywood Boulevard like filming, no, and I'm actually quite embarrassed person. to film in, in public when I have to do it, especially because I don't know, I don't look like a YouTube person. Yeah. People are like, "Is she okay?" Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is she? Does somebody? Do we need security? Like, hey. So. So did you feel weird at all when you first were like? I'm going to put a 40 minute video of somebody getting their head massaged on there. Cause even just me, like watching it, if you told me like before I clicked that I was going to watch for 40 minutes, I'm like, no way, you know? Like, so yeah. it's just like, or were you confident with like, I know this is going to be awesome. Like I know people are going to like this. I, well, I knew people were going to like it, but I think I knew it because it was like what I was seeking in an ASMR video for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't super available. And not to say that I coined ASMR massage videos, because I definitely didn't, but I do think I have a certain style that maybe didn't exist beforehand. Yeah. And now that I've put out content, there are certainly people who have emulated my style and emulated my videos, you know? Um, but when I put it out, I kind of just felt like this is what I would want to watch in an ASMR video. And so people are going to like it because this is what I've been searching for. Someone else has to be yes. searching for the same thing, Yeah, you know? Okay, there so. was there was something I was gonna say for like when we have the podcast with Casim, but it's, it might be better with you two here. So, I sadly I watch uh, Teen Mom two, which is like <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so bad, it's the worst. Like religiously. Yeah, yeah, always. Like I, I always make sure to watch it because it's. Oh I there there are things that I love to watch where I'm like. I would ne I I don't under you can't understand, and I'm like I really want to understand these yeah. people of what and what. It's crazy these girls do is like, so the girl will have, let's say she has three kids, right? And the last one was with a guy. Let's say his name is like Fred. She's like, Fred doesn't come and see the kid. Like never comes and sees the kid, never pays any attention to him. He's a horrible father. He hasn't been around in years, blah, blah, blah. And then like three episodes later, she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. And they're like, who's the father? And she's like, yeah, Fred. And then like she has that kid and starts again with like, can you believe he wasn't there for the birth? And, and it's like, yeah. I, yeah. I believe that. You, yeah. Look at what happened. Like, I could show you I know it, and I don't even know your life. And I could understand if it was, like, some random girl somewhere where, like, no other guy was giving her attention. But these girls have, like, a million followers on Instagram, and they could get... Yeah, but I think that that's a deep-rooted thing of, like, how you know love. Yeah, totally. I think that you repeat relationships in your life because it makes you feel safe, even if it hurts. Yeah. It, what's safe is what's familiar. So even if it's not healthy and even if it's terrible and this person's terrible, it's familiar. And like we we all go back to the familiar until we can, you know, work it through, whether it's in therapy or how, whatever is, you know, your modality of healing. But that's, it doesn't, that you know, it doesn't matter followers, money, exposure to anything. Yeah. Like it's, you know, that deep-rooted... Totally. Pattern. I agree with that. Although I do I do think that everyone on that show should probably getting, be getting paid a lot more. Because MTV pays like shit notoriously, right? I, I think know. so. Can I say that yeah. in here? For, no, I she think, say whatever I'm, you want. I yeah. think all cable reality, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. bad. I mean, I won't, I think Bravo's I won't the only one that pays, I guess. <laughs> I feel like they should be getting paid more. Well, they're, they're it's exploiting these girls' yeah. lives. Well, the problem is they Do you think they keep getting pregnant to stay on the show? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. But, but the <sighs> thing... I don't. I don't know. The thing that they've proven Ugh. is, hey, we could. You could not be on the show next season, and we'll do just as fine. Like, there's right. Team Mom One, Team Mom Two, Team yeah. Mom OG, Team Mom, and they're like they're constantly losing girls and bringing new. I can't believe ones that in. show is still on. I mean, yeah. I remember when it first came on, and I watched it. When, Team I know, Mom, we were yeah, in, back in the day. Yeah, like way back in the day. I, yeah. I mean, there's also on YouTube like a segment of creators that are leading lives like that and a they're probably making more money because they're monetizing their own content sure. but uh in particular there's this younger girl and trigger warning because this might be like really sensitive to some people regarding suicide but there's this family i think her youtube channel is cam and fam i think uh -huh. and she's i don't know a teenager she has a couple of kids and her husband who is also a teenager recently committed suicide and she had to basically make a video talking about it and i mean how traumatic to go through that but then have this platform as a teenager where you have to like feel broadcast like this information yes. and i actually i mean i watched the whole video i don't i don't watch tons of her videos but i thought that she handled it like just so incredibly for somebody who's so young who's who's gone through so much and i really felt like 
so much compassion for her yeah. and just like wow like what a strong person to overcome this and also be able to share it with so many people you know yeah I think it's like I go my head goes back and forth where I'm like oh I hate that she felt an obligation totally. to put that out but then also on the flip side you're like but you have a built-in support system so yeah. she might feel like she is getting so much support by and a safe place for her to be able to do that because I would say majority of the people on there are there because they love her totally. and enjoy her so you know, I, I guess who, who is anyone to say what's right or wrong yeah. in a time of need? But I mean, to be a teenager and go through all of that at that age and to be able to, like you're saying, you know, sp speak it through and, and talk about it. I, I don't think I would have been able to ever. Yeah. See, I never made that connection with the girls from Teen Mom. <laughs> but I mean, I, think... no, I just mean like, I think it's um, Brene Brown who does mm -hmm. The Gift of Imperfection. Is that mm -hmm. her? And she says like, a big thing she talks about is like you can't get hurt like people who when you're in when you see people your friends who are in relationships where you're like why have they been together for like six years they don't even love each other like mm -hmm. they don't care yeah. and what she says is like those people they feel like if they never let their guard down to be vulnerable they can never get hurt because mm -hmm. usually it's from some trauma when they were younger and right. it's like they felt like they were young and helpless and they never want to feel vulnerable again mm -hmm. because of how they relate feeling vulnerable to that so what happens is they actually meet guys who treat them really well and are sweet to them and they're like oh, yeah they're like this is making me feel bad because yeah. whenever they're vulnerable it makes them feel bad mm -hmm. so they're just like oh I, I they find something to not like about that yeah. guy or they'll figure out like yeah. it's, it's crazy but yeah, yeah that's exactly what like, these girls are doing I think also people often stay in relationships out of comfort and fear yes. like comfort of the familiar like you were talking about and fear of the unknown like if we were to break up what would happen what would happen to me or fear of being able to move on or find a new partner mm -hmm. i know many people not on teen mom in my real life <laughs> who, are, who are in relationships like that and from the outside it is you're like why yeah but then you kind of like dig deeper and it's like yeah i can understand how someone might be feeling these feelings yeah. see when i was younger i knew a lot of people like that and now it's like i can't even be around people like that like yeah. where I do, it where, it's, where it's because you know I knew like the extreme levels of where I'm like yes. these two people yeah. hate each other and I know yes. it and now they're gonna like I'm watching them walk down the aisle this is fucking insane yes. like yeah I was actually talking to one of my friends uh, obviously not gonna say any names but he's married and talking about you know let's just say his his wife was away and there was something about like you know he was going to meet a girl somewhere and it was like well, you have like the house. And I was like, oh no, you can't do it in the house. And he's like, yeah, that, he's like, that would be disrespectful. I was like, what? Like, what do you mean that would be? Right. There's no, like what, what you're doing. Good like, thing you have some morals. Yeah. And it's like, I've been single for so long because I'm like, I don't, like, I don't, if I was going to be in a relationship, like what's the point of cheating? Right. If I felt like I needed to be with somebody else, it's like you have to, t I don't know. I'm, I, I can't talk about being married because I don't, obviously don't understand it, but. Yeah. Well, you know. I think that it's hard to be everything for someone. It's hard to give, it's hard to be every single thing for someone. But yeah. I think that there's what comes, what's, what I found has come with time, because I've been with Cutter almost nine years, is that I've realized he fulfills all of my basic needs. Yeah. Like that's my important. deep, my personal basic needs. Like he is everything. Is he everything? No. <laughs> Am I everything Spill to him? Tea. No, I know. Well, well, yeah, I have. You can go back yeah. to previous <laughs> episodes. Uh, <laughs> Gabby just speaked your head right around the corner. Um, but, but he's. I think to me, what's most romantic about being with somebody long term is looking back at your life and experiencing all of it together. That's what's the most romantic. Romanticizing thing. the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's a thing. I mean, do you ever also, not to get completely off topic, but it's like when you take a trip somewhere with your partner, for instance, mm -hmm. and the trip has all these like blips and you're fighting or whatever, but then you look back and you're like, it was amazing. Yes. We were in Japan. It, we, it was so exciting and whatever, but in reality, you're like, it was a shit show. Yeah. yeah, of so, course. It's, I do this with all parts of my life and it's, it's I like do too. a vibe. But I think that that's what we're going to do when we die. You're going to look back and be like, that was my life. Yeah, it was you great. Know I mean? Or you hope it was yeah, yeah. because... I just think life would, no one wants to watch a movie that's just like this. Do yeah. you know what I mean? You need the twists and turns and ups and downs because I think that's the human experience is getting to feel all of the things. And obviously there's there's pain and trauma that I wouldn't 
deep pain and trauma I would never wish on anyone. Um, and I understand the privilege I have in the my version of pain and trauma and ups and downs. But I think that when it comes to a relationship, I just think I want I want to be married because I think it's 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 fun. Yeah. To have and nice to go through it with somebody. Yeah. To like grow together. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have mixed feelings. I'm like between. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing in relationships, but I agree with like there's some sentiments about partnership that are really appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big difference between me and you is like you you will try to be everything to somebody where I'm like, nope. Like I'm like, this is this is the best I could do. Like Uh, I'm doing the minimum. I'm getting better at it. I I because I think I'm becoming I don't know if it's like the whole turning 40 thing. So I'm turning 40 this year, but I'm really feeling like I'm fully accepting myself yeah flaws and all like good bad like i'm able to like i was brought up by a mom that was like say everything's perfect you're perfect put your lipstick on you're perfect everything's good and i i i hated that and and i butted heads with that for such a long time but i wasn't ever ever able to like really embody like this is who i am and i don't give a fuck and i really feel like i'm i'm getting there and i'm able to get there in my relationship because i am fully accepting myself also means that I accept the good parts about me too. So I also know how what a great wife I am in so many ways and a great mom I am in so many ways. So yeah, there's I'm not everything, but I am a lot of other things. So it'll I don't I, there's certain things I'm just not as good at. Yeah, that's important. I mean, do, can we also agree that the pandemic has given us all some kind of weird boost of self-esteem because we're yes. just at home and we're like we don't have to see people. We don't have to impress anyone. I feel similarly like I mean with with less work but in 2020 i've been like wrinkles fine don't care yeah anything like pimples on my chin from the mask don't care yeah it's all good like me a couple years ago i'd be like oh god gotta cover it but now i'm like fuck it it's all good who cares i don't even care what i look like i just want to be happy yeah i mean we talked about that i was like i really feel like i came out of this time being like what makes me happy i feel like i've really we've all had to trim the fat and i want to keep it out you know i just it's 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 simplified things a lot for sure. Yeah. Also, when when you're around me and Kasim, you could just be yourself, and you're still so much better than us. <laughs> you, know? you know, you. I've told you both that you guys were a big part of this kind of like accepting of myself because this podcast was like you, Rob's always been that person that I think is just like always clearly just like loved me for me and made it very known, and it was hard for me to accept. And I think that you know doing this podcast with them and you guys like reminding me and just making me feel part of it because I think the world of them and it just it's it's done a lot for me and like my own feelings about myself that's cute if that makes sense how long have you guys known each other like a really long time right 23 years 23 years 24 years when did you start shooting Sopranos um 97 yeah. Yep. two decades mm-hmm. and it's like there's people who I've known for that long who were on the show that it doesn't feel that long because me and her right away were like it was like yeah. okay the two kids yeah. so we were always in every scene that we were like in each other and then it would be like okay well you got an hour and we'd be like okay like sit with each other at lunch yeah, and this school. and then <laughs> yeah we had to do school in the beginning which was I love that yeah not that was the one. Oh I, went, I remember even just sitting there with the tutor being like, what are we doing? Yeah, like trying to reason with the tutor, like, dude, this is... And then go back to, like, mob life. Yeah. yeah. school, and now... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so thank cool. Thank you guys so much for having me. Really enjoyed me. meeting yeah. you. Yeah, same. If you ever want to be on an ASMR video, girl... I think I do. Oh, she'll, she's... I'm, I'm ready for you. She'll amazing. I'm already tingling. So yeah. the <laughs> YouTube is at it's, or is it's Blitz. It's Blitz with three Zs. Uh, Instagram is the same. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Find me there. Check her out. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you, guys. Thank you.